Welcome to Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. Today we continue on a journey through a powerful series called God's Amazing Promises. In the upcoming lessons, you'll discover some of the most profound promises that God has made to you. And these promises are not mere words. They are keys to a renewed life, inner peace, and a hopeful future. But before we get started, we want to let you know that very generous friends of the ministry are offering a $100,000 matching grant. That means every dollar you give right now to help Daily Hope share the hope of Jesus around the world will be matched up to $100,000, making your gift go twice as far. You can find out more by going to PastorRick.com or by texting the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. Right now, here's Pastor Rick Warren with part two of a message called God's Promises About Giving. Number six, God promises that if I learn to give like he gives, and if I learn to be generous, I will end up with more. This is part of the economy of God. Now, we don't give to get. I don't give to get a blessing. I actually give to be a blessing. But the truth is, you can't outgive God. And God plays this little game and says, let's see who, who can outgive the other person. You give to me, and I'll give to you, and you give to other people, and I'll give to you, and we'll see who wins. God says, I promise you, and he says this over and over and over in scripture, that I will end up with more if I learn to be generous. Let me show you some verses. Luke 6, verse 38. These are the words of Jesus himself. Jesus says, give, and it will be given back to you. And notice, in full measure. You don't get a little back. You get it all back and more. It Give, and it will be given back to you in full measure. God's going to make sure he outgives you. Given it will be given to you in full measure, and what you receive will need to be pressed down and shaken together. What's that talking about? Well, let's say if you're getting grain and people are pouring grain in your sack and you've paid for a whole sack, you're going to shake it like this, and then you're going to press it down so you can get the maximum amount of grain or coins or anything else into that sack. And he's saying, God wants to give you so much, you have to press it down, you have to shake it together to make more room because God wants to give you more than your sack can hold. He says, what you receive will need to be pressed down and shaken together, but it will still, notice, it will still run over and be poured into your lap. <laughs> that makes me think of a lottery. It's just pouring in, it's pouring into your lap. And then he summarizes it. Jesus summarizes this, this way. The way you give to others is the way God will give to you. Whoa. That, we could just stop right there and end the message and have you go home and think about this, that the way I give to others is the way God will give to me. God is waiting for me to be generous. He wants me to prime the pump. Why? Because he wants me to learn to be like him. I can't be like Christ without giving. God so loved the world that he gave. You've heard me say this many times. You can give without loving, but you cannot love without giving. You spell love, G-I-V-E. God so loved the world that he gave. 
And so if we're going to be loving, then we've got to learn to be giving. We've got to learn to be generous. So he says, give and it will be given to you. And the way you give to others is the way God will give to you. That's promise. And he says, if you're generous, God will give you more than you can handle. Let me show you some other verses about this, that God, I'll get back more than I actually gave out. Proverbs 11:24 says this, some people give generously and end up with more, while other people don't give what they should and end up poor. Now, that actually rhymes. Some people give generously and end up with more, and while others don't give what they should, they end up with being poor. He's saying, you are, you are determining how much I can bless your life. Proverbs 19, verse 17 says this, and if you're a businessman, you need to star and circle this verse. Being generous to the poor is like lending to the Lord, and God will pay you back for what you've done. He's saying that giving is an investment, that when you try to give it away, God says, I'm going to pay you back. He says, you see a, a homeless person on the street, and you give him some money, or you, you support the peace plan. When you support the peace plan, you're helping poor people all around the world because that's one of our caring for the sick and assisting the poor are, are two of the key principles of the peace plan. He says, when you're generous to the poor, it's like lending to the Lord and God will pay you back. In one of the translations of this verse, it says, and God pays great interest on your loan. It's like loaning to the Lord. So you're not really giving that money away because God says, I'm going to pay you back with interest. Giving is an investment. Number seven, and the promises of God about giving and generosity. God promises that if I learn to give like God tells me to give, God promises to meet all my needs. Now that just sounds too good to believe. It just sounds too good to be true. But over and over and over in scripture, God says, if you'll put me first in your money, and if you'll learn to be generous and not tight-fisted, not tight-wad, open-handed, open-hearted, I will meet all your needs. Philippians chapter 4, verse 17 and 19, Paul says this, I want you to have the good that comes from giving. Circle that. I want you to have the good that comes from giving. The whole reason I'm teaching this message is because I love you. And I want you to have the good that comes from giving. I know the good that comes from giving. I've been doing it all my life. I've been blessed all my life because I've learned the good that comes from giving. Most of you know Kay and I are reverse tithers. We give away 91% of our income and we live on 9%. Now, we didn't start there. But how are we able to live that way? Because the good that comes from giving, God just says, I'm not going to let you outgive me. And the Bible says this, I want you to have the good that comes from giving. My God will use his wonderful riches in Christ Jesus to give you everything you need. Wow. Do you believe that verse? If you don't, you ought to just take an X-Acto knife and cut it out of your Bible. Jesus said, I will make sure you, you get everything you need. Now notice he didn't say, I'll give you all your greed. He says, I'll give you everything you need. There are some things I think I need that I really don't need. God says, all your needs will be met. Doesn't say all your greeds, all your desires, all your lusts will be met. 
You know, it's not like, well, I, I want a Rolls Royce. Well, that's not a need. But he said, I will give you everything you need if you learn to be generous. Look at a couple of other verses. Again, there's so many of these verses. I had to cram them on your outline and, and still left out, you know, so many. Proverbs 28, verse 27 says this. He who gives to the poor will lack nothing. Circle that, will lack nothing. If you want to lack nothing in your life, emotionally, physically, spiritually, mentally, then you need to learn how to give to the poor. But he who gives to the poor will lack nothing, but he who closes his eyes to their need will receive, their needs will receive curses. When you're driving along and you come up to a stoplight and there's a homeless person on the side, do you just kind of keep looking forward and you close your eyes to what is on your side? The other night, uh, uh, Kay and I took our eldest uh, grandchild uh, for her 16th birthday up to see Phantom of the Opera in LA. And we turned under uh, 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 an underpass bridge and I believe there were probably 20 people camped out in tents living under that. Every bone in my body wanted to stop right there. There were cars behind us and we couldn't because I'm going, I can't turn my eye to this. And I know that Kay, every time she sees a homeless person, she stops, she rolls down her window and she helps them out. That's one of the reasons God has blessed us is because he says, you'll lack nothing. But if you close your eyes to the needs of the poor, your life's cursed. Here's another verse about the same thing. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 7 and 8. You should give as you have decided in your heart to give. In other words, nobody can tell you what to give. What's generous for you is, is, uh, is your decision based on how much uh, income you have. But he says you should de decide what you've decided in your heart to give. Never give reluctantly or under pressure because God loves the person who gives cheerfully. Now, you've heard me say this. If you ever feel pressured by anybody, including me, on giving, don't do it. Don't give. Why? Because you don't get any credit for it. You don't get any blessing out of it. God doesn't want stingy givers. God doesn't want grouchy givers. God wants people who give cheerfully. That Greek word there is the word hilarious. It means hilariously. I'm, I, I enjoy it. People often, you'll hear say, well, I give till it hurts. No, no, give till it feels good. Give till, till it becomes joyful. Don't give reluctantly. Don't give under pressure because God loves a cheerful giver. Now that's the premise. Here's the promise. Then, here's the promise, God will generously provide for you so that, here's the promise, in all things, at all times, You'll have all that you need and plenty left over to give more to every good work. You might circle all the alls in that. I mean, it's like there's no wiggle room. God has not allowed any wiggle room for himself in this promise. He said, if you learn to give generously, cheerfully, generously, spontaneously, not out of neglect, not out of uh, regret, not out of pressure, not out of compulsion, but cheerfully and generously, he says, you're going to have all you need at all times, in all things, in all places. There's no wiggle room there. God says, I am guaranteeing I will meet your needs. Do you believe that verse? Let's go to a couple more promises. Number eight, 
God says that if I learn to give like he gives, he will multiply what I give him. He'll take what I give him and he will multiply it and make it go even further. Now, there's so many examples of this in scripture uh, that I, I don't even know which one to choose from. I could tell you about the story of the Jesus feeding the 5,000 where he, he took a few loaves and, uh, and a fish, a, a bread and fish, uh, one boy's lunch, and he fed 5,000 people with it. By, he took it, he broke it, he blessed it, and he multiplied it. And throughout the Bible, uh, God does this principle of multiplication, the miracle of multiplication, many, many times. He takes a little, and what you get, whatever you give God, he turns into a lot. So whatever you need more of, give it to God. Let me say that again. Whatever you need more of, give it to God. You need more time, give your time to God. Put him first in your time. You need more money, give your money to God. Put him first in your money. You need more energy, give your first energy to God and he'll multiply, you'll have more energy. You know, throughout the Bible, uh, God compares giving and generosity to planting seeds. Let me show you a couple verses. This is a very common metaphor. He says, that every time you're generous, every time I give to God or to other people in need, whatever he says, it's like planting a seed. Second Corinthians chapter nine, verses 10 and 11 says this, just as God gives seed to farmers, and bread for food. God gives you a supply of seed, in other words, to plant. He gives you a supply of seed to plant, and then he makes it grow. So there's a great harvest from your generosity. And here's the rest of the promise. God will make you rich enough to be generous at all times. Now, you might want to write this down. Giving is not a debt I owe, it's a seed I sow. Giving is not a debt I owe, it's a seed I sow. And I sow it in faith. God doesn't need your money. He doesn't need my money. Then why does God want to teach me giving? To teach me to trust him, and so I become more like him, and to become more generous. Giving is not a debt I owe, it's a seed I sow. Now, when you plant a seed, do you get one seed back? No. You get a whole plant with a lot of fruit, and in those fruits, there's a multiplication of seed. No one has ever planted one seed and got back one seed. If I take a kernel of corn and I plant that corn in the ground, I don't get one kernel of corn back. I get a stalk with three or four ears of corn with literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of kernels on that corn. This is the principle of multiplication. He says that if you'll take, when you give to people, if you'll take your money and use it to help others, God says, I'll multiply it so that when it comes back, it's multiplied. You don't get one seed back when you plant it. You get a hundred or a thousand seeds out of that one blessing. Now, here's the important part that I want you to get. God says, you can plant, I'm giving you, just like I give a farmer seed to plant, I'm giving money for you to use for good. Money is a tool. Money is neither good nor bad, it's just a tool. And you should use money for good rather than bad. Any money I just spend on myself, it's gone. Any money I use for good is actually uh, building an investment and it's multiplying in heaven. 
But when you plant a seed, you reap a harvest. Now, God lets you decide the size of your harvest. It just all depends on how much seed you plant. Here's what the Bible says, 2 Corinthians chapter uh, 9, verse 6. Remember this. Okay, now anytime the Bible says remember this, God wants you to remember it. Remember this. Whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And whoever sows generously will also reap generously. That means God says, I, you get to decide. I get to decide how much God blesses my life. And how do I decide how much God blesses my life? By my giving. If I sow just a few seeds, then I'm going to reap a small harvest. If I sow a lot of seed, if I give a lot away, then I'm going to reap generously. The size of the harvest is determined by the size of sowing. God leaves it up to you. If you have little faith, then you get a little result. If you have a lot of faith, you get a lot of result. If you sow extravagantly, you get an extravagant result back. Now, in planting seed and waiting for the harvest, the harvest is never immediate. Now, I want you to get this because a lot of people don't understand this. The harvest is never uh, uh, immediate. Seeds take time to grow. So you plant in one season, in the planting season, and you harvest in another season, maybe six months later. It's not instant. This is true in your generosity and your giving. It's not like I give something to somebody else or give something to God today, and this afternoon, God makes up for it. God is not a slot machine where you put in the coin and pull the, you know, the one-armed bandit, and all of a sudden you hit the jackpot. God is not a gambling man with a, like like a like a slot machine. No, he is a, like a farmer. He says you plant in one season and you reap in another. Look at this verse on the screen. Ecclesiastes 11 verse 1 says this. Be generous and instantly you'll be rewarded. No, it doesn't say that, does it? Be generous and what? One day, one day one day you will be rewarded. There's always a time delay between sowing and reaping, between planting and harvest, between giving and receiving. Why is there always that delay? Because God wants you to trust him. Are you gonna do the right thing? If you saw immediate results every time you gave, there'd be no faith needed. You know, you know it's, like, it's like it's jackpot. I put in this, I get this. I put in this, I get this this week. Thank you so much for listening to Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. We've got some incredible news to share with you. Very generous friends have given a $100,000 matching grant to this ministry. That means all this month, every dollar you give to help Daily Hope share the transforming love of Jesus with people around the world will be matched up to $100,000. Here's Rick to tell you more. Hi, everybody. You know, as we come to the end of this year, one of the things that worries me the most is that there's still about 3,000 people groups, small tribes in the world, where there are no Bibles, no believers, and no body of Christ. We call these people the unreached, unengaged people groups, and it's one of the reasons we started Daily Hope, to take the good news to the final frontier. We need to make every effort to reach these people 
with a Bible, a believer, and a new church. Now, thanks to your support, we're being able to do this. Thanks to your support, we're now broadcasting on radio stations, literally, uh, not just across America, but all around the world. We're, we're in places like Rwanda and Uganda. We're in places like South Sudan, which has very, very little. Zambia, Korea, things like that. But we're also reaching even more people and more nations through the world with our Daily Hope podcast. Online, it goes literally to the whole world. Now, as we end this year, I, I want to express to you how much I appreciate your prayer support and your financial support of Daily Hope for this global effort. I can't do it without you. You can't do it without me. And as you consider your year-end giving, I wanna ask you to pray about giving a special gift to Daily Hope. Together, we're partners in going to the final frontier of people who have never heard of Jesus Christ. Now, the good news is this. A generous friend of Daily Hope is offering at the end of the year a matching gift. That's a, that's a challenge gift, which means they will match whatever gift you give. In other words, whatever you give will be doubled because of their matching that gift. So I'm going to ask you, I'm going to be very bold this. Give the biggest gift you can possibly give at the end of the year, at this Christmas time. God gives his gift to us. We give our gifts back to him in Thanksgiving and in out of Christmas. Uh, we give our gifts to Jesus. It's his birthday. And when you do, it will be matched by a donor doubling the impact of your gift. Thanks so much. And we're going to enjoy the end of the holiday seasons, and we're going to enjoy the new year together. God bless you. You can give right now by going to PastorRick.com or by just texting the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. We'll say thanks by sending you the brand new Experiencing God's Peace Scripture Card Set. Again, that's PastorRick.com, or just text the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. And thanks so much for your support. There's only two days left to have your gift matched up to $100,000 and receive your Experiencing God's Peace Scripture Card set. So please contact us right away. Be sure to join us next time as we look into God's Word for our daily hope. This program is sponsored by Pastor Rick's Daily Hope and your generous financial support.